Welcome to episode 15. It's the Annex Wealth Management SWAT podcast. Tuesday, September 6th, we're back after the Labor Day break. Joining us in the studio, Trevor Nargis, a trader and research analyst. Good morning. Hey, good morning, Danny. Let's welcome in Blaine Disrude, a CFA, a trader and research analyst, Annex Wealth Management. Good morning. You know, the past few weeks, we've touched on some individual topics, diving into some certain segments of the market or the economy. As we enter the final trimester of the year here, we wanted to take a step back and paint with a broader brush. So, Blaine, I'll let you start off here with uh, some strengths that we're seeing in the broader market. More or less a Goldilocks jobs number report uh, last week, and that just continues to be a really strong part of the economy right now, and it's holding up and people are still working and companies are still looking to employ people and it's been pretty robust. Yeah, we're still seeing solid job ads and pair that with the wage growth that we're seeing as well. Now, we can kind of get into it later because I think both of those factors kind of touch into some potential weaknesses or maybe some threats as, as potentially giving the Fed some ammo to be a little more aggressive. But I'd say in the here and now, when it comes to the recession argument, I would say that, you know, those factors are kind of kind of pushing back against that. One other piece was dollar strength. We continue to have a strong dollar. It's bucking the trend. And while inflation doesn't feel good and we've had bad inflation over the last year, that dollar strength has actually helped keep that inflation down a bit. Yeah, and you have to think of it somewhat on a relative basis. Obviously, that inflation, that rate of change year over year, definitely doesn't feel good if you're a consumer, right? You're feeling that with your grocery bill, your gas bill, so on and so forth. But relative to something like the euro, right, the U.S. dollar is at at multi-year highs relative to the euro. They're having a really tough time over there, given the energy situation and, and the cost of goods across the board. Dollar strength is certainly something that we're seeing as a strength going forward here. Now, when that does start to roll over, that maybe makes the case for some of these other international economies, maybe equities and fixed income in that space. But I would think that another strength right now currently is is interest rates. And something that we watch is where's fixed income at? Where are things headed? You know, what are you seeing in that space right now? So you got spreads a bit wider than what they were just a, a few weeks ago. Uh, back in June, they really widened out and then tightened going into July. But now we're starting to see that widening happen again. And I think that segues right into our weakness and that's the fed jackson hole and powell coming out and kind of putting the kibosh to everyone thinking that the the fed was going to pivot or pivot at some point if we see the economy start to take a turn for the worse he he made it pretty clear that inflation's the priority and if a byproduct of that and getting inflation out of the system causes a recession that's kind of what we have to deal with If you've been keeping an eye on things over the course of the past few days, you've seen the term growth recession get thrown out now. You know, the the term soft landing and Fed pivot that was getting thrown around for the longest time. And now it seems as though, given where we're at, that growth recession is becoming somewhat of a more likely scenario. So an environment where we're still seeing growth, but, you know, by technical definitions and by multiple data points, it looks like we're still in a recession. Opportunities. What were you working on there? I think we're kind of pounding the table on it a little bit, but that would be small cap equities. I know we said this a, a couple weeks ago, but the relative valuations there are still relatively attractive, especially when you look at those valuations compared to their large cap counterparts. Looking back over a, a multi-decade period of data, the valuation threads between small and large caps are quite distant. 
We're seeing levels that we haven't seen since like the COVID lows, which also weren't seen since GFC days. So I think that there's still some some interesting opportunities in that space, given where valuations currently sit. You know, asset correlations over the course of the first part of this year really kind of spiked. While that's not good and it was a weakness going through the, the first part of this year, the, the correlations should start to come back to a more normal level. And what that does is it really builds up the diversification aspect of, of a well-structured portfolio. And while that's hasn't been the case, um, because as assets all fall, or if we have a big sell-off like we did, asset correlations tend to go to one and diversification starts to break down a bit. Um, you should see that come back, especially since we've seen interest rates come up the way we have uh, over the course of this year, and that the fixed income inside portfolios should help act more as a ballast going forward. Well, and that kind of touches on the common phrase that you know when things are bad, all correlations go to one because people are just trying to dump things and get out. So unfortunately, there's that downward selling pressure that kind of pushes everything to kind of move in lockstep. I think another area that looks pretty interesting, and I'll steal a page out of our colleague Todd Voigt's book, because he said that he said this a couple weeks back, is that uh, it always seems like there's a time for value stocks, that they always have a place in people's portfolios. But I do think that there's some opportunity right there. Currently, the relative value trade has worked out quite well over the course of this year, just because of the shorter duration nature of value stocks. But you know, if we are entering a environment where economic conditions are a little tougher, financial conditions are a little more stringent, uh, that typically favors value stocks on a relative basis. So I, th- I think there's something to, to note there. You know, those companies are typically attributed as having you know more current cash flows. Those revenue forecasts aren't as further off in the future. Um, maybe you got some dividend payers in there, so you're getting some income. So classified by a couple of those factors. I think we can kind of transition into threats, though, here. What are you seeing right now? Quantitative tightening. September is going to be a ramp-up month for the Fed. Uh, they're going to about $95 billion a month of runoff on the balance sheet. I know we've mentioned it before, but I think it's a hard thing for people to understand and comprehend the central bank coming in and taking assets out of the economy, more or less, or liquidity for the most part, and what that does to the markets as a whole and how that impacts things. One thing that I think of is that it's never fun to have the punch bowl taken away. And I think that's going to be something that we potentially see here um, when the Fed starts to pull some liquidity from the system. Ultimately, given the market dynamics over the past 15 years or so, liquidity has really helped lift the equity markets higher. Now, when you start to pull some of that away, when you have household equity allocations essentially near record highs, there could be room for further downside here. And so that's going to be something that we continue to monitor here going forward. Something else that's also posing a threat to markets in and of themselves is inflation remaining stickier than expected. You know, even with some components seeing deflation from their highs, you know, some of these stickier components like owner equivalent rent and wages could also keep inflation above the the Fed's target. And that's something that they're quite concerned about, clearly. I mean, they've stated that, but that could keep inflation above 2%. Yeah, and to that point, I mean, the first 4% of inflation, let's just say if currently we're at 8% inflation, getting it down to 4 is relatively easy 
for the Fed to do from a standpoint of year-over-year comparisons, the tightening that they're doing, rising of interest rates. They can work with that. That last 4%, trying to get that 4% down to 2% is really where things get, get challenging. And the way they do that is what people are trying to figure out and price in as far as does that drive us into a recession? Can they actually achieve getting us back down to like two, two and a half percent? Or do we have a new normal going forward? Um, and that's the big threat. I'm, when you think about it, quantitative easing is meant to provide liquidity, bring interest rates down, help tighten credit spreads, reduce default risk. Quantitative tightening is going to be the exact opposite of that, right? Removing liquidity, rising of interest rates, credit credit spreads widen because there is a chance of defaults coming down the road or getting back to a more normal level of defaults in the future. And that just will put pressure on the economy and then also on the markets. And people are trying to digest that. And that segues into the final point I had here, which is the threat of earnings rolling over. You know, if the Fed does make things a lot harder for companies and investors, that does pose a headwind to earnings. Analyst estimates still look quite high, as we've said over the course of this podcast. Those are going to need to come down. Ultimately, earnings should drive stock prices. Obviously, there are other factors at play. But if earnings do start to roll over, we could we could see some uh, some further downside exposure there. Let's wrap. Go around the horn. Headline strength. Uh, the labor market continues to be strong, and the U.S. dollar's got some real strength behind it. Headline weakness. That would be a hawkish Fed with a decent amount of ammo to uh, get more aggressive. What's the opportunity headline? Certain valuations in the market right now. Small caps look somewhat attractive, and then also asset correlations uh, should start to go back to normal levels. And this week's headline threat? Quantitative tightening. Pulling away the punch bowl is never fun. Annex Wealth Management SWAT Podcast, Episode 15. Blaine Disrude, CFA, Trader, Research Analyst. Thank you. Thanks, Danny. Trevor Narges, Trader and Research Analyst. Thank you. Thanks, guys. Annex Wealth Management, LLC, is a registered investment advisor. For more information about our firm, please visit AnnexWealth.com. The information in this podcast is for educational and entertainment purposes only and is subject to change without notice. The opinions expressed are those of the participants and don't necessarily reflect on those of Annex Wealth Management, LLC. Information presented should not be construed as tax, legal, or investment advice, or a recommendation or a solicitation for the sale of any product or strategy. Listeners are encouraged to seek advice from qualified professionals to determine whether any information presented may be suitable for their specific situation. Investments involve risk. Neither Annex Wealth Management, LLC, nor its podcast participants shall be liable for losses resulting from decisions based on information or viewpoints presented on this podcast.